Hello, friends. Welcome back to the show. I am chatting with you live from Santa Fe, New Mexico, out of my usual San Diego home setup. I'm on a trip here this week, so sound quality might be different, video quality definitely different, but I am letting myself just step into the the messier energy. I feel like that's really what I have been being pushed toward in this rebirth that I've been talking about, like just being messier, letting myself be more on the fly. And I've noticed, I've noticed just all of these places, which we've been talking about, like with the guides and in the summit, this whole idea of freedom and like, what are the conditions to what we can do? And for me realizing like how much I like being really grounded and like knowing where I'm going to record and where I'm going to take calls from. I like to be in my certain space and then challenging myself to create that space and also let things just like be messier and be in different locations and not worry about that. So I have more flexibility with traveling and especially because big picture, like I really want to travel different places and channel in different areas. I'm feeling really guided there because there are just different, obviously different energies active on different lands, but also different beings come to me in different places. And I really want to be able to just like take things on the road, which means it's going to be a little bit messier and I don't know, but I like that, that kind of vibe to it. So anyway, I'm here in Santa Fe, New Mexico, one of my favorite places ever. And I came here, you know, for a few reasons. <laughs> one being figuring out where I'm going to land. I am really like in this, in this journey, what they call Imrama, journey of the soul, <laughs> Journey of the soul, which has really been triggered by the guidance I got to sell my house. So I'm leaving my house, which I still can't even process that I'm leaving my house. And this is what it is to live an intuitively led life. Everybody thinks you're crazy. You do things that make no logical sense, but your higher self knows, knows something that your ego does not. And I'm trusting my higher self. And I just keep telling myself, don't think about it too much. Cause if I overthink it, I'm going to back out. So I'm selling my house soon and figuring out where I want to go next. And I'm just really open. I maybe will stay in San Diego part-time, but I also know I'm not supposed to be there all the time. And I've been looking at my astrocartography. I mentioned last episode, But the thing that's tricky there, it's interesting is like balancing my old birth chart with my new birth chart, because some of the places that have really harmonious aspects on one chart don't on the other. It's really interesting, but I'm just going to the different places that I love. And I've always kind of thought, oh, I would maybe get another house there. Maybe I would move there. So I have places in mind and I, you know, am going to just be traveling and seeing how I feel and I'll know and also just see where, you know, a place comes up for me to live in that feels good. I have to be kind of settled because of my kitten, uh, which none of it's a coincidence, you know? So we'll see. I'm, I guess I'll just take you along for the journey. I started in Santa Fe because I thought there was a high likelihood that I would get a house here because I love it so much. And I kind of always could see myself being here, but then I came here 
I came here to look at neighborhoods and to just feel into it. And I have really good astrocartography. I have really good energy here. The first time I came to Santa Fe ever, it was the first place I had ever gone to where when I left, I cried in the airport because I did not want to leave. I, I just loved it so much. And I, I just love the energy here. The land is so rich. It's so activating. Like the land will just heal you. It will just heal you. And my channeling is always like next level here. Just like crazy, powerful, cool stuff happens. I always have next level spiritual experiences here. I'm just like cracked open. There are certain areas where my channel is just like cracked open on a whole different level. And it's fun for me to go to different areas to access different energies and beings and get different information. So, and just pull out different parts of myself. You know, that's what's really cool about astrocartography and soul memory, which I'll get into, but we go into different places and it brings out a different part of us. It turns on different parts of soul memory and like brings out, uh, you know, different energies. So Santa Fe for my astrocartography which I'll just say, if you want a session, shout out to my friend, Kelly Rowland. Um, Kelly's been on the show before, but I always get my astro cartography sessions from her. She's incredible. Her handle is I am Kelly Rowland on Instagram. Um, she didn't, she doesn't know I'm shouting her out, but that's who I get my sessions from. If you do want to check, you know, where is high in high alignment for you to live real, that's not really what it is. It is your astrology chart, like on a map of the world. So you can see different energies that are active for you in different places, which yeah, that's a whole other thing. Anyway, I thought it was, I thought this was going to be it. And I came here and I'm like, Nope, this is not it. Like I knew this as soon as I got here, I'm like, I can't live here. And I have just been hitting, it's been so weird because since I came here, it's like every bit of resistance, things going wrong, things not working well, that could happen have been happening. Like everything's just been even like <laughs> my Airbnb is totally fine, but I like specifically didn't want, like, this is like on the street in the touristy area. There are people walking by, like just like staring at me while I'm talking right now. This is it's so active. And I like the walls of this are just open to the street. It's, it's so crazy. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, it's kind of hilarious, but here I am. People can watch me podcast. It's, it's fine. <laughs> but it was like, took me like three hours to get in from Albuquerque when it should only take one. Um, like everything kept breaking down. The streets are closed. Like I was, I've been with my friends and it's like everything that could go wrong is going wrong. And we just keep joking. It's like, yep, that's the sign. Don't, I'm not supposed to be here. So I got the sign loud and clear. I'm not supposed to live here, but I certainly am supposed to be visiting here. Um, and it's definitely someplace I'll continue to come back to, but that being said, it's been clear I'm not supposed to live here. <laughs> but also the synchronicities here have been like, my whole life is si signs and synchronicities, but it's actually like on a whole other level here. And it's kind of been freaking me out. Like every, si every single thing I see with my eyes, I'm having like deja vu. It's a sign. It's what I was just talking about. It's like actually scary. Um, I, I can't even describe it. So there's some next level stuff going on here. You know, this land is so rich. It's a really powerful vortex. There's so much history here too. And to be honest, I love, tr I love visiting places with like really rich, deep history, but sometimes it can be a little overstimulating for me psychically, uh, which is sometimes why I like to be in like more neutral areas or even newer areas, just where I'm living permanently. So we'll see where I end up. 
we'll see where I end up. But there's been a lot of stuff coming. Let me tell you. Uh, and this this land is healing. There's a lot of. Well, where do we want to start? I love coming to Santa Fe to reconnect with the energy of miracle. I have had a lot of miracle healings here, like physically, just letting the land heal me. Uh, I've been, you know, putting my feet on the earth and in the water and uh, just like watching as all of these codes are unlocking. It was really interesting was, I guess I have an idea of what I think is going to unlock, but today they were unlocking a bunch of like Zodiac codes. It was like very astrological. It was really interesting. But there's this really cool chapel here called the Loretto Chapel. And I'm not an expert on this, but the story. So there's this chapel. You can go in and there's this miracle staircase. And it's this beautiful staircase in this chapel. And this staircase, I mean, I forget when it was... uh, built like 18 late 1800 1878 79 something like that um and there's a staircase and it has no supporting legs like it's it has no supporting legs and it is it has no nails in it like basically it's according to like engineers impossible to build like it's supposed to be like physically impossible to build. And I, (laughs) I went back there today just to get back in the energy because I remember the first time I saw it, like I could like feel the miracle energy. And the story of it is something along the lines of like, there's this upper area, um, like this loft in the chapel that they couldn't get to. I don't really understand this, but there's this upper loft area they couldn't get to back in the late 1800s after this was built. And so the sisters at the chapel were praying to St. Joseph, who's the patron saint of carpenters, uh, t- for help. And all of a sudden, this man shows up. I think the story goes like with a donkey and a toolbox. And he doesn't identify himself. And he's looking for work. And he says that he can build the structure. And I don't know how long it took him, but this single man builds this miracle staircase that apparently is physiologically impossible, (laughs) according to engineers, to build. It has, look up, look up a picture of this, Loretto Chapel. It's a spiral staircase and has nothing holding it up. And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, how is this, how is this? It's like a floating staircase, nothing holding it up. And there's no nails in it. And like the way the wood, I don't even know. I don't understand. And so people come from all over to, to go witness this chapter, to, to see the staircase, this miracle staircase. Anyway, this man builds this thing and then he just leaves. He just leaves. And long story short, they, you know, assumed it was St. Joseph himself. He came and he, he created this miracle staircase. And my friends were also telling me, I don't look, I don't know about any, I'm just telling you things I heard. (laughs) So don't hold me to any of this. And you know, if there's updated information, (laughs) let everyone know, but you can, you get the vibe. Okay. Um, of the story. But my friends also told me that I guess later they like did something where they were testing the wood and the wood that the staircase is made out of is from some area. Like it was either like, I forget, like 
either some like they couldn't there is nowhere near nowhere near here nowhere near here and so the mystery is like how did he build this how does one man build this by himself how did he build it to begin with and where did he get this wood from so it's a miracle staircase you know and just standing in front of this this staircase like you feel you feel the miracle energy here right and i think right now what a lot of us need to be reconnected with is that energy of magic and miracles and there's this it's that divine child energy we've been talking about and play and fun and curiosity and the realm of fantasy and all this stuff that like us as adults we've gotten so far away from that has disconnected us from our magic it's disconnected us from our belief in the impossible and that's how children are able to stay in touch with their intuition and connect with the other realms and manifest easily because you know they're open and they just believe they they know right and i can tell how good of a manifester somebody is by how do they respond to something like this miracle staircase and it's interesting hearing people talking about it like you know people are all around it talking about it and people go no there's definitely they're lying about how it's made you know there has to be something uh, blah, blah, blah. They're coming up with logical explanations. And I'm like, why can't, why can't you just explore the idea? What if it just is something that we can't explain? What if it's something that we can't explain? And that is a huge energy right now that the guides have been (laughs) going at like this, this thing that everybody needs to have a logical explanation. And when you have to have a logical explanation for everything, you have to make sense of it. You're blocking yourself from all of the miracles that could come in. And does it even matter how it happens? Does it even matter how it happens? Like in other realms and other dimensions, we're just like, okay, manifest this and it drops in. We don't worry about how it happens. We just understand that energy can move and we're creators. But down here, we limit ourselves so much because we're so caught up in the how. And I see this happen with with everything. It's like, business, relationships, you know, money, like the more, the more you get connected with magic and miracles and you, you witness that in your life and you see that to be true. And that, that can be what you depend on. You can depend on miracles and you see how the world can just move for you and the universe can move for you and magic can happen all the time. You start to become aware, increasingly aware of how many people just blame money and blame logic and keep themselves stuck right? Because we always have a reason for why we can't move forward. Well, I can't move forward, you know, because if I leave this situation, then what am I going to do financially? That's a big one. We, we tend to always blame money for everything, which is why one of the most important spiritual lessons (laughs) of all is to heal your relationship with money. It's the thing that blocks people, right? If you're always worried about, well, I can't because of this, I can't because what are you blaming? And what if you Couldn't blame that anymore because you knew that magic could happen and miracles could happen. And the only way that you can experience that is if you give yourself a chance to just kind of jump in, just kind of jump in and trust your gut. But the thing is, a lot of us right now, we know in our guts what's off. We know in our guts what we need to do. Like we do know that. And then it's this constant battle between logic and intuition, logic and intuition. But when you no miracles happen and they are actually real for you. Like, it's not just this idea. Yeah, I believe that it's, I know these happen every day and I know that's possible. 
and I can depend on that. Now this battle between logic and intuition isn't really a thing. <laughs> it, it isn't really a thing. And so I would think about where are you battling logic and intuition? Where are you saying that you don't know what your intuition is telling you when you do? You just aren't willing to admit it to yourself because then you're going to, you feel like you have to figure out the logistics. But the thing is that if you didn't have to figure out the logistics and you knew that things could just happen, then what? Then who can you blame? This is where we're still hiding. You know, it's like these people needed a staircase built in their chapel and they prayed for it. And here someone comes in and it gets delivered and they don't know how. Does it make any sense? This man just leaves. They don't even pay him. If that can happen for these sisters at this chapel, why can't that happen for you? And let me tell you, it happens to me every day. So anyway, I just know that whenever I'm in a space of confusion or transition or very aware of where my ego and my logic are fighting my intuition and my soul, I find it's very helpful to do things where I am reconnected with magic and miracles, with that frequency, where I'm reminded of what's possible, whether that is, you know, listening to certain people on, on podcasts or their content, whatever way, flooding myself with that type of energy and people who, who live like this, talk, talking to certain friends, uh, you know, my friends who definitely live that type of lifestyle, I don't ask my friends who don't live that type of lifestyle as much, right? So it's like, I'm very intentional where I'm like, I need this reminder. I need this reminder for my soul. Hey, this shit works. This shit works. So anyway, you know, when I got here, I was fully expecting a lot of what was going to come through to be um, a lot of like ancestor energy, Native American energy, which is typically what it is when I come to Santa Fe. But the being that came through immediately was the Morgan, <laughs> the Irish goddess of death, war, battle, transformation, change. And what's really interesting is, so, you know, in a lot of different like fantasy books, these all draw upon different deities from different cultures. You know, you see a lot of these energies in different books, movies, whatever. And typically in books I've read and things like that, like the Morgan is this like scary mean creature. <laughs> she, she's a goddess that also turns into the raven, the crow. And this is why I like to channel and connect with things myself, because there's a lot that we can find in, in books, in religious tech, whatever, like we can find all this information, but is that the truth? I don't know. I can't tell you the truth. I can share. <laughs> and to be honest, that's for a long time. Why? Like I kept so much of what I channel just to myself. It's like, okay, well, I know like I'm just doing my own process and other people can do theirs, but it's like, I can share what I'm channeling so you can get a different perspective, but it doesn't have to be yours. And that is why, <laughs> you know, with, with things you read, things you, things you watch, things you hear, like check in for yourself, your intuitive abilities, 
your skill of discernment is the thing that will make you fortified. This is what fortifies your field. This is what makes you confident. And there are so many situations where, you know, people are spewing off stuff they heard on this show or in that book. And I'm like, well, that's not been my experience. I don't, that's, that's not what I have. That's not what I got. And I have, people get like really triggered. Like, well, how do you know? I'm like, why would I trust this random person? I'm not saying everything out there. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not saying like, don't trust anyone. I'm just saying like, you can listen to people like me, just like listen to me, like open, interesting. But like at the end of the day, what you tune into, what feels resonant for you, like listen to that. Even if that's me saying something and you're like, this is not feeling resonant, then great. Then that's helping you get clear to what's resonant for you. Right? So for me, I just started to feel like, you know, in the spiritual world, there's so much like confusing, conflicting information. I feel like people talk about stuff and they don't even really know what they're talking about. And I'm like, what is going on here? So I made a decision for myself a while ago that I'm just going to tune into things for myself and I'm just going to go off of what I channel personally because I trust myself more than anyone else. I just do. Uh, So that's just the way I do it. Anyway, I'm bringing this back to the Morgan because if I'm going off of like what I've been told, it's like, she's some scary, bad, mean creature. And I remember I brought this up to somebody. I don't know actually how she came up. Um, how did she come up? I don't remember, but this person was like, don't say her name. I was like, why? They were like, I was told that she like brings dark things. Like she brings bad things. She's an omen of death. And I'm like, okay, the Morgan can come in as a symbol of death for sure. But she doesn't like bring dark things, you know, like, and, and the thing is a lot of, it's kind of like the idea of like, you know, this whole movement of books and movies that are showing the side of the villain, like Maleficent. It's one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. I, I love that movie. And I, I've always loved the whole, like, what's the villain side of things? Because there's always, I mean, Cruella, right? There's always another story. There's always another story. Why are people the way they are? That's why I, that's why I do everything I do. I'm just obsessed with people and understanding them and why they are the way they are. I want to know about everybody. I want to know their stories. I want to know why they are the way they are, including all these different beings and deities. And like, I just like to get to know them through my experience with them. And so the Morgan came in, I was taking a bath, drinking my Organifi gold, <laughs> because duh, Taking a bath the other night, the first night I got here, it was like an exhausting day. I had gotten every sign under the sun. Don't live here. And the Morgan comes in and I'm like, oh, hello. And she was like, I asked why she came in and she said that she wanted me to talk a lot more. <clears throat> she wanted me to talk a lot more about what she represents in terms of death and rebirth and namely like where are we resisting death? Okay. So think about even if the Morgan is a sign of like, someone's going to die, that's only scary if we are afraid of death. Right. And so think about all of these different symbols, uh, beings that it's all this like fear energy of if this comes, this is a symbol of death. I mean, I can think of a ton. And when I first started channeling part of my initiation was, a lot of like scary looking 
energies or or en- entities that I had seen in movies or read about that were supposed to be bad or whatever came forward. And the lesson was, how do I respond here? And I had to discern for myself, is this of, of the light? And there were beings, no. And so it was learning to clear them, to face them head on, to clear them, to remove them, to get them out. Um, that was part of my training and being able to, to clear energies and, and discernment, right? But then there were also other beings that when I checked their frequency and where they're vibrating and beings that I assumed were like just by maybe looking at them and me having seen them in books or movies or heard stories about them, I thought they were quote bad. I was trying to send them away and Archangel Michael would be like, check the vibration. And then I'd be like, wait, this entity isn't, this being is of love. And so then I would start to talk to them and like get in there. I'm like, what's going on? And like, well, sometimes the story gets twisted, right? It's all a lesson in you can't judge a book by its cover. And also this is about like what we're going through right now, spiritually and quite physically, literally is all about showing us where we are afraid of things to help us break past that fear. If you are afraid to die, that is something that's going to like hold you back in so many ways. You're going to make so many decisions out of fear because of that. And we've created this whole culture that's like afraid to die because we don't understand death and we don't understand what happens on the other side. And that's a control mechanism, right? When you keep people in fear, you can control them. It's a whole other thing. But this is coming up in our lives right now because we've been going through this massive death and rebirth and there are layers to that. And so the Morgan is coming in saying, look at where you're resisting death and look at where you're resisting. Like this is all about the dark feminine. And I've been talking about this in Embodied Goddess and in the membership, like we're being called to reactivate the divine feminine and the divine masculine, but that the divine feminine also includes the quote dark feminine. It's maybe the messier side, (laughs) uh, the more chaotic side, the wild side, and also the shadow side. Right. And why are people afraid of feminine energy? Because it is so powerful. It's like powerful chaos and chaos doesn't have to be bad. Chaos can be flow. I mean, the ocean is chaotic, right? It's uncontained. And we as humans desperately, why why are you trying to say destiny? We'll get there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Try and control everything desperately. Right. And so anything that we can't control, we want to put in a box. No. Right. That's been like the problem with, with society and conditioning. Everything is putting us in a box. Right. But then look at where, and, and so then we are all fighting like, no, I want to be free. No, I want to, you know, follow my spiritual gifts and I want to travel and I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. Right. We say all this, but then where do we put ourselves in a box? Because we're afraid of the chaos. We're afraid of the transformation. We're afraid to look at this part of ourselves. We're afraid like to get messy. It's all of these little, these little things. And right now you're going to be triggered. You're going to be triggered and you're going to be shown things that you're afraid to do. There's going to be a point where your soul has been nudging you. And maybe it's been something for a long time. You've known it's a repeating pattern. It's been coming up and you've never looked at it. You keep push, shoving it aside. Now it's coming up and you have to deal with it. And it's like, shit, I thought this went away 10 years ago. And it's still a thing. Hello. You can't run away from your destiny. We have free will and we have destiny, right? But there are certain things that we came here to do. Uh, (laughs) There's a mission you have in your soul. Your higher self is like, 
yo, we're getting on track. You got to look at this. You got to look at this. There are fears we have to face right now that it's, we've got to jump in. I don't want to say jump in. We have to like go in the dark one step at a time and figure it out. And the Morgan really was coming through to talk. It's about transformation. It's about death. And it's, you know, it was really interesting. So when I first came here, um, the first, the first thing I do is I, I went to my favorite restaurant here, Apothecary, and sometimes they have Oracle card decks out on certain tables. And I like it because it's just a random synchronistic thing. And they're like random decks I've never seen. And so I sit down and there was, there were two decks. One was called Invoking the Goddess and there was called, I think like Sacred Union or Divine Union. Those are the two decks. And I'm like, of course. <laughs> so like, of course I'm like, I'm teaching embodied goddess and like literally everything right now is all about sacred union, divine union, divine feminine, divine masculine. Everyone, everyone is getting rearranged for divine union. Like sexual power rising, tantric like practices, like all of this, whatever. I'm like, of course. So anyway, I pulled cards and like a few of the cards that came up were about these like different death goddesses and about the transition from death to life. And there was this one in the sacred union deck and I hadn't heard of this pairing before these beings, but the card was essentially saying something like the, the point, what, what did it say? I forget what it said, but it, it was like, most people are afraid of the transition between life and death, play with it, have fun. Don't take it so seriously, laugh. And the thing is like, uh, death is an intense subject, right? But when we really start to shift our relationship with it, you're going to see how that mirrors the rest of your life and how you start to loosen up in the rest of your life. And you start to trust more in the rest of your life and all of the places that you choose out of fear, but also like, where do we resist that, like that energy of death everywhere? Like, and, and the thing is, I think a lot of us are saying we're stepping into this next, next chapter, but we're just, we're like halfway doing it and we can't do that shit anymore. And so the Morgan really wants us to explore our relationship with death as well as, and what we think happens on the other side and get a lot more comfortable with what's on the other side so that we can start to break apart these illusions and then we're going to start to see through that practice, okay, well, where else am I doing that in my life? So the same way that people are afraid of, of death, of transitioning, of ascending, whatever you want to call it into the non-physical, this incarnation completing. Well, why? For a lot of people, it's because, I know it's different for everybody, but for a lot of people, it's because they don't really know. They don't know what they believe happens on the other side, or maybe they think it's just done. They don't really know. And so it's just like this dark mystery, you know, it's like this black hole of like, I don't know what that is. And I'm afraid of what, of what I can't understand or what, if I don't know what it is, if I'm unsure, then it's gotta be scary. It's gotta be bad. And it's the same thing with, okay, I know that this thing in my career is sucking the life out of me, but I don't want to step into the next phase because I don't, I don't know what's on the other side. I can't see what's on the other side right? For me, it's like, I, <laughs> of course my ego wants to know where I'm, we're living next before I sell my house. Of course, but that's just not how it's going to work. 
that's just not how it's going to work. And so the other thing that's coming in right now, so there's a lot of this, like, can I embrace my dark feminine? Can I look at my shadow? What are the pieces of myself I don't like? What part of the, the death and rebirth process am I resisting? What am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? What feels too mysterious or unknown, or I don't understand it. And so I'm not going into it, but my destiny is there. That It's right in the middle of that. And with that, this is getting comfortable with the things that are uncomfortable. This is getting comfortable with the taboo topics because when you get comfortable with taboo topics, nothing can hold you back. Like we are being shown all the places we are unintentionally chained in. With that is the strong ancestor energy coming in, right? And so we are going to be guided to places that are going to activate us to soul memory. Like I talked about before, paying attention to where you are being called to travel, maybe where you're being called to move because things want to unlock. Our ancestors really want to come in right now. And these are physical ancestors. These are soul ancestors to support us. If you want to uh, manifest more money, more fulfilling relationships, better health, but despite doing your daily manifestation and visualization practices, it isn't coming to you easily, this is what you need to know. What I have learned through my own experience again and again and through the experiences of all the people I've worked with is that the main reason why people have trouble calling in more of what they want is that they have underlying limiting beliefs that there is not enough or that they aren't actually worthy of receiving what it is that they want. Here's the thing, in order to be an energetic match for more, we need to get out of scarcity mindset and start embodying the energy of abundance. This allows you to effortlessly attract more abundance to you, whether you want money, relationships, health, any physical form of abundance. If you are wondering how to align with the energy of abundance and how to effortlessly attract different forms of abundance into your life. I have created a brand new course that teaches you the exact practices that I use and my clients use to align with abundance in all areas of our life, making manifestation effortless. This course, Abundance Accelerator, includes over nine hours of video lesson content, exclusive journal prompts and exercises to help you integrate the information, and a really powerful 30-minute energy healing activation to help you align your frequency with the energy of abundance. When you enroll, you get lifetime access to all of the course materials. You can start today and you get to do this all at your own pace. So your life could change literally in a week if you are ready. If you are ready to learn how to receive the endless support and abundance that is already available to you, then you can enroll in Abundance Accelerator today by going to bit.ly slash AXL course. Again, that's bit.ly slash AXL C-O-U-R-S-E. I can't wait to hear what you manifest. So the Morgan's here and she's like, she's saying you have to stop being afraid. Like, everything that you're afraid of, the things that you're afraid of and start with like little things. Like, I don't like that. She's saying, no, I don't like that though. She's saying a scary movie, but I'm like, but that's actually a nervous system problem. Okay. So she's saying, okay, well, but that's nervous system regulation. Damn. She's like, but what if seeing something quote scary, like you're labeling as scary, didn't regulate your nervous system. Didn't, didn't dysregulate your nervous system. Like you can face that. And it's just like, whatever. Okay, but what about when I'm like viscerally feeling the energy? Don't accept. She's saying don't accept it. Don't accept the energy because I'm saying I don't like watching scary movies because I don't know that I like this. I'm just telling you what she's saying. I don't know that I agree. She's laughing at me. (laughs) But there are certain things I don't like going into because it's scary. I'm going to be honest. I'm like, I don't like how this feels. I don't like the low frequency emotion. Like, I don't like, I don't like this. Um, 
And she's suggesting that, you know, then it still has power over me. Fuck. I mean, she's not wrong, but I don't know that I like that. But what about, okay, she's laughing. She's like, okay, well, she's saying, get your nervous system to a space. Like you're going to know when you're ready. So like, don't jump into the deep end first. So for you, whatever feels like a little bit of, I'm afraid of this, but can I move forward with it? It's, it's, it could start with something as small as, this is such a silly example, but okay. I like where we're going now. So, <laughs> oh my God. When I was, I've never done well with spicy food. I just don't do well with spicy food. And when I was in middle school, my best friend and I, we both didn't do well with spicy food and we wanted to train ourselves to be able to eat spicy food so that we could eat more foods because we felt like it was limiting us. So we bought a, a bag of flaming hot Cheetos and we would <laughs> practice building our tolerance. So we would like eat a certain amount and like get used to it. And then we would practice building our tolerance. And we started with a very little amount at first. <laughs> Such a dumb example. But she's saying something like that. Like that seems silly. Like start with, she's bringing up food. Like if, if you don't like to order something new at a restaurant, like that freaks you out. Next time, maybe just try ordering food at a different, a different meal at a restaurant. Like what are these little places where I'm held back because I'm afraid in a really small way. And these are all of these little anchors around us, you know? Um, okay. So you want us to test our limits, challenge, challenge ourselves. This is, she's saying, taking your power back and you're going to realize all of the places where you let the unknown hold you back from exploring things where you could actually find experiences, information, people that are exactly what you want. Because for a lot of us, it's like that, what's that phrase? Was that saying? I don't remember. It's like the treasure you seek is in the cave you don't want to go in. Is that it? I don't know. Ben, ben, ben Harris says it. I don't remember who said it. Someone famous. That's exactly what it is. Like what's in the dark right now? What's, what's in the dark? Uh, it's this very like... Scorpio thing going on uh because she's saying that they're ah uh, okay because because so many people right now are like in this back and forth confused I don't get it I'm halfway in because it's like there's a a piece of the puzzle that's like in the in inside of the fear inside of the fear and this is connected to something with childhood so there's something that happened in childhood that this can be different for everybody triggered us or scared us. And for some people, this might've been a psychic experience as a kid. For some people it might've been like something that you witnessed, maybe like your parents fighting or you got bullied or it could anything there where it's almost like you were, you were pressed a desire or a want or a part of yourself. It's like, it's hidden in that, in that memory that needs to be unlocked. And, and so you've like, we've created this like box where it's like, I'm putting it away. It's, it's in the box. It's in the dark. Why is my, wait, this is so weird. Why is this going off? Literally that, al the alarm. <laughs> I'm, le I'm <laughs> the alarm just went, the, the alarm clock in this room that I've never touched just went off. 
use it for three days. What was that about? <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> They're laughing at me. Do you know how many people are in this room right now? There's so many people in this room right now. Oh my God. They're saying yes, 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 yes. Okay. <laughs> so I'm telling you, this is the kind of shit that's happening nonstop in Santa Fe. <laughs> like that was the like ding, ding, ding. That was the dramatic one. What was I saying? Okay. This is wild. Okay. So basically it's like something happened that got repressed and it's connected to a, a remembrance, a knowing, um, a gift. Okay. So like for me, I realized that there are certain gifts I had that also were attached to like a trauma when I was a kid. It could be big T, little T trauma that I had like linked, I had like closed that up in the timeline where I wasn't accessing that. Right. And so there are things that maybe we've forgotten happened. And so we're being guided to trigger points to re-remember those experiences, to heal those experiences. Because when we heal it inside, it's like this golden nugget kernel. It's like the pearl inside the, the oyster. Is that what it is? The pearls? In, I don't know, whatever. I know you find the pearl. Uh, it's like, it's, it's in there. And so, okay, what? So we're being guided where? You're being, okay. Um, connecting more with the ancestor energies are going to reconnect you in with the soul memory, with your ancestral line, your lineage. These are things that you were really connected to as a kid. And you had, like those were active when you were a kid. And there was something from that relationship, a piece of information, a gift, a feeling that's being held back there in the timeline. And so you're being guided to certain locations, uh, certain people. They're saying blast from the past energy. So this could be like you find old pictures or somebody reaches out. There's definitely like people are reaching back out. This is, it's not, Mercury's not in retrograde. <laughs> um, reaching back out, different synchronicities, watching childhood movies. There's a lot of like that childhood energy because they're trying to guide us back to a conversation, a memory, an experience, a location that can reactivate the memory or knowing. Like these are all activation codes, right? Um, and so everything is being led by synchronicity right now. But there's something that hasn't become clear because you have to get the activation code. Life is like a treasure hunt. Life is like a treasure hunt. I didn't. I thought we were gonna have a Gaia, but like the Earth. But I guess not today. Um. Okay. Well, is there anything else we need to know about that? <clears throat> they're like laughing. They're like laughing and screaming. Like we've been trying to get your attention in dreams, through people. Like, it's so obvious. It's, it's so obvious. It's the thing that you're resisting. Like there's such big trigger energy right now. And it's so important. We face these triggers and we face these fears to dissolve them because we literally can't hold on to these fears. We can't hold on to that vibration to move into our next level. We have to bust apart this fear. And they're saying that the resist, a lot of the resistance is because of what you're going to leave behind, right? And so this is part of the resistance to the death. Like, what am I actually afraid to leave behind? And I think, you know, it goes back that the fear of moving forward of like, there's lots of fears around success. And I think that's really common, but there is also this fear of, of 
comfort and safety and a safety blanket and like what I've known and leaving behind relationships and this is this is this is part of the human experience like sometimes there are just choices to make of okay would I rather stay here where I think I'm comfortable because I'm familiar but I'm actually very uncomfortable because my soul is yearning for more but I'm too afraid of whatever is out there (laughs) or am I going to follow my intuition and take this next step and risk losing all this over here (laughs) and risk like whatever's in this dark void space that I don't understand it's not there's she's saying it's not a void though it's literally just a new life um like what do you want to choose do you do you want to choose living with a constant soul yearning and resistance? Because guess what? We're going to hit massive freaking resistance right now if we're not following our missions, or if we're not following our intuition, or like, what would you rather? Or take a risk and maybe lose some of this stuff. And this is also about like on your deathbed, like <laughs> what choice would you rather have made? And everyone's different. Everyone's different. I've been having this conversation so much with people and I'm like, look, I like, it's a viscerally uncomfortable for me to, it's viscerally uncomfortable for me to wonder what if, like, I can't live in that. I just like literally can't. Um, but this is about choosing yourself and noticing where you have been always choosing other people in a very indirect way. And sometimes we don't think we're choosing other people, but we are like, is it that you don't want to leave the situation or you don't want the situation to change or that they don't want the situation to change? Is it because you don't want to go into this new situation or is it because, or is it because you, who is that? Okay. They're saying that someone is not telling you the full truth in your life. There's someone who this is connected to of like, like who's not telling you the whole truth. Like someone in this scenario of, I don't want to let this person down. I don't want to leave them. Like they're not telling you the whole truth. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like here's the thing. Sometimes we want to, we want situations to, we want situations to change, but we don't want to leave the situation because we also love these people. You know, like we, we, we want both and we love these people, but that person could be feeling the same exact way. And then maybe if you talked about it, it's like, well, maybe this is just both of us. We're on to the next chapter and that could be okay. Contracts are up. Contracts are up. Look, this is like kind of, I, I fuck, <laughs> whatever. I guess this is what we're doing now. I told myself, I'm just gonna, whatever, whatever the guides want me to channel. She's, she's saying, the Morgan saying, well, first of all, she's saying, Hi, this is so funny. This is like Harry Potter, uh, animagus tra- transitioning into an animal. You know, she's like, how do you think I can transform? Because I'm not afraid of transformation, which is I'm not afraid of any death. Nothing holds me back. And so then all my powers are unleashed. She's saying that is how you can literally transfigure yourself. Interesting. Um, unlocking spiritual abilities, but the example she's giving, she's like, when it's your time, would you rather peacefully 
say, okay, it's my time. And like swirl around in a cloud of glitter and ascend into the next dimension. Because that is one choice. Or would you rather be like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And then a very human 3D thing happens and you die in, you know, a human 3D way that is, you know, not fun, not comfortable, doesn't feel good. Like it feels like a very real hope. Oh, I can't even believe this shit I'm saying, whatever. Um, it feels like a very real thing that for those of us who are choosing these higher timelines, like our experience of death is going to be extremely different. Like we are experiencing split timelines right now in a big way. And I, she is literally saying like what we're stepping into is that ability of literally like, oh, like think about that. When I'm at peace with contracts can be up and I can just know that they can be up and something bad doesn't have to happen for them to shift because that's what we've been living in. Like something bad has happened and then I know the contract's up versus... Oh my God, I can't believe this. I'm literally, sh I'm short, I'm short fusing this, this air, this Airbnb. Do you guys really have to do that? <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> they're, they're like, they, my God, they're like, don't you want to thank us for our dramatic effect? Like, and th that's the point they're saying, like, th they're saying <laughs> there's like a hundred people in this room. <laughs> they're saying that they're doing that in this video. Well, actually, thank you. No, I actually appreciate I'm actually glad you can do more of that. They're saying because they want to exemplify what it's like, where it's like, yo, I'm getting like signs like that. Like, Hey, we're here. We're here. The veil is thin. We're close. Right. And especially like connecting with ancestors, like it, it's going to feel more intensely there than ever before. Like, like very close to this dimension more so, more so than ever before. Um, but we are getting to this. I feel like there's some freaking big downloads here. Holy shit. Like we're accessing the timelines where like our, our experience of death of transitioning out of this incarnation could be I am aware on a soul level, like whenever this happens, that my time is complete. Thank you. This is beautiful. And now I am choosing to shift and literally transform and literally like float off. I'm serious. And I know people will probably think I'm crazy and I don't really care. I mean, most of what I do is like that. But if anything, let me reconnect you to your inner child. <laughs> You know what? I'd rather say something interesting than nothing at all. Um, I'm just telling you what she's showing me. I'm not telling you if that's true or not. I'm just telling you that I can see non-physical entities, holograms that other people can't see, that I'm a bridge between, between. I'm a bridge between realms. I know this. I have senses very freaking open and I'm telling you what she's telling me and showing me. <laughs> Um, and you can feel into, does that feel true for you? Because like, honestly, I'm like, I have seen stuff like, I have seen that. I have seen things like that before, but now that she's saying this, I'm like, wow. I would, I really, I would not be surprised if through this next U.S. president thing, like we're on completely, completely different timelines. Um, 
And the confusing thing is that multiple timelines could be happening at once. And you might be actually experiencing this really strongly in dreams right now, like actually like being very aware of the other timelines, which is why the dreams might feel less and less, you know, sometimes in the astral, like in your dreams, it, it, it might feel very like astrally versus you might have a dream that is very normal, like normal laws of gravity apply. And like, no, there's nothing odd about it. If you haven't rewatched Inception recently, rewatch Inception. Um, okay, interesting. This is a time I'm just I pulled some tarot. I got this new deck. That that was another thing. I I. This is how everything works out for you. I got here and my tarot cards got destroyed. They got wet. Anyone who knows me, I I this always happens to me. Whatever. It is what it is. So I was like, okay, I got to find a new tarot deck. So it led me to this unnecessarily long walk where I stumbled into this store that was super cool. And there was like a gazillion, uh, a zillion Oracle card and tarot decks. And I was like, whoa. And I don't know what it, no one sells the original Rider weight, like no store. It's so annoying. That's what I wanted. But I was like, okay, well, this is supposed to happen for a reason. And then I found this box of, they were all 50% off Oracle card decks. And I was like, score. But I got this tarot deck that's like a wizard tarot deck and I'm obsessed with it. And I really like to use the original Rider weight tarot. I just like that the best, especially, especially if you're learning, I just think that's the easiest. But then sometimes it's really fun to get tarot decks that like, I like ones with strong imagery because you can get something different from the deck and different from the card. Um, anyway, so just, and it's a good, cards are such a great tool of trusting your intuition. Like look at an image and ask yourself, what does this bring up in me? You know? Um, okay. So in this two of swords card, there's this woman and she has these and in, in, I'm going off of this. Like, look at this. She has these two swords and she's blindfolded and she doesn't know what she's doing, but she's trusting herself. Where are you going to go? Right. She could take off the blindfold, but she could also do it blind. Um, you know what? We have the magician card. We have the queen of pentacles. We have the three of swords. So it's like, what do you want to say? There's somewhere that you're breaking your own heart right now. And you're probably feeling this pain. There is like a pain that needs to be felt. Oof. And I'll tell you, I've been crying a lot since I got here. Like I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> um, as we move through this death and rebirth, as we connect with our ancestors, as we reconnect with our intuition, we reconnect with our memory, we reconnect with our our souls. And we remember all of these emotions. We feel all these emotions and there's a lot of release. There's a lot of stuff we haven't been letting ourselves feel. There's a lot of stuff we've been repressing. There's a lot of dreams we've been repressing. There's a lot of soul memory that we have been repressing. There's a lot of stuff in the ancestral line that has, has been shitty and awful and hard, or even just going to land and feeling like, you know, you can feel what's been held in the land and like the, the, the struggle that people here have had and the suffering, like you can feel that in different areas. Like this is reconnecting to each other as one and just like, and like just compassion, you know, it's also when you really reconnect like to your truth and to all of you, like you integrate all of you. 
that can be a really emotional thing. Reconnecting really to my inner child is accessing all my power and also all of my fears and all of my heartache. And like, my, my heart is hurting really bad right now. But right now, this is key for what your next steps are and like the, the clarity you need. And there's a a breaking of a pattern, breaking of, of a block. Like if you felt like there's a haze over you, there's a block, there's something holding you back. It's like this is you, you get to break out of it. And that's why it feels so sticky. And you break out of it by releasing the need to logically understand it and fully trusting your intuition. It's literally like in those movies, you know, it's like in dodgeball. Here, I'm going to make this, I'm going to bring in a dodgeball reference to lighten the mood. <laughs> you know, in dodgeball, how when it's the, the final scene and he's, uh, he, he's, he puts the blindfold on, he puts the blindfold on to throw his final dodgeball in the sudden death. And you're like, what are you doing? He's like full trust, full instincts, full like senses. I'm just realizing, I don't know what time it is. Um, I think I'm late for something, but it's fine. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> and, and that's how he wins. Because all of his other senses turn on. All of the ones that really matter. When he puts his blindfold on and he can feel the wind of the dodgeball and he dodges it and then he immediately <laughs> wins. You guys know what I'm talking about? Dodgeball, one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> oh my God. So you, th- this is how you become the magician. This is how you manifest. This is how you access all of your tools and all of, all of your spiritual abilities. It's like you literally embrace, you embrace this. And this is why I had to have this deck because in the original Rider Waite deck, that is not how I would interpret this card. I'd be like, why are you keeping yourself stuck? You have two swords, take off your blindfold. But she is empowered. Like she is, she is flowing. She is sword fi- She knows how to use these swords with her blindfold on. She's actually, see, I had to, my tarot cards had to get wet for us to be here having this conversation. I mean, the universe is just a beautiful place. I'm telling you. And this is Queen of Pentacles. This is, I have all that I desire in my material, my, the material realm. This is like, like this is, the money thing is connected here. This is not connected. This is, it's not disconnected from your spiritual path, from your divine partnership. Like right now, this is get on mission. What is your highest spiritual path? Which is not, that's not going to look like a spiritual path for everybody. It's not going to look like, oh, I'm a channel. I'm a healer. I'm a whatever. It's, it's, it's whatever you're called to do. You could be in any industry. It's, I am bringing my spiritual awareness and my intuition, my connection with spirit, my, my truth, my connection with my truth, my extra, my, my senses, my 5d senses, my, all of my senses with me into this. I'm bringing this higher frequency into this. I'm disrupting this industry. I'm shifting this paradigm. I'm anchoring love frequencies into this, right? That's, that's what it is. You get everything you desire in the material realm and that emotional satisfaction. All of that. But there's the, the kink is where am I breaking my own heart? Because I am staying in comfort versus following the truth that I know that my ego has been nudging me at. So it is calibrating every part of your life. It is calibrating your relationships to divine sacred union. And that is that is either... If you don't already feel that shifting the frequency within the current relationship. So you guys are feeling that 
or is this the right partnership? It's going to be different for everybody. That starts with, am I in divine sacred union within myself? My divine masculine and feminine balanced and in union that looks like within my career, within my hobbies. Like, like if, if you're not a career driven person, that's fine too. Like whatever it is for you of like, am I following my, my soul desires, my excitement, my joy, my inspiration? Cause that's what you're here to do, right? <laughs> that, that, that is what you are here to do. And this relationship with money has to be shifted. Like I can't tell you how important this is. The, the money is a, is the portal to full spiritual awareness. Like this is how you break the matrix. Basically <laughs> when you understand that money is a physical manifestation of, of abundance, that it's an energy that it can be created. When you stop blaming money, when you stop using money as a scapegoat, like when you start to really change your relationship with money, when you bring it onto your team, however you, however you want to view it, this is how you live in infinite expansion and you feel limitless. And now things get to be fun because it just feels like it's like fun or money, fun or money. It's when you decide they get to be the same that the fear like breaks apart. And I think the question is, can I let myself feel this good? Because I actually feel like there's like this, this thing around, I don't know that I'm allowed to feel this good. I don't know that I'm allowed to choose myself to this level. Am I being selfish? And where does that come from? Let me give me a final card. Or they, you want that deck? Okay. The Emperor and the Five of Cups. The Five of Cups... This is the card where, you know, crying over these cups fallen. But then what about the cups behind her? Right there. There's something else waiting for you, but you're so busy mourning the death that you're not seeing the life and the expansion in the next chapter right there. It's right there. And I know we've been talking about this a lot, but um, I think that, you know, this whole thing about the relationship with death and the relationship with money, like this... This is the freedom. This is like a really long freaking thing, but it is what it is. I don't know if I'll have time to podcast any other time this week. The light priestess, galactic wisdom, cosmic ritual, light dancer, illumination, the radiant self, shining soul. There is, when you're so busy being sad, when you're so busy being in fear and it's, I'm not, do not, don't bypass your emotions, but when you're so busy focusing on why things can't work or what your fear is or how it doesn't make sense or that you're so sad about losing this and that's all you're paying attention to, you're not opening yourself up to the divine wisdom, the intuitive guidance, like all, all, all of the messages that want to be right there that are guiding you to something even better. Like, yes, we can, we can grieve the ending, but also there's this cosmic gateway opening up. They're showing me this bright path, this bright path. It's like, it's lit up like a bright light. Walking down. And, and (laughs) 
they're like they're they're like ringing bells. They're, they're on the side. They're ringing bells. There's a shit ton of them. They're ringing bells like hello here. Walk this path. Come on, come on. And they're showing me somebody at the beginning. Like they're like looking around. They're like they can't find it. I don't think people get. I don't think people get the signs. I don't. I. It's like you you got. It's 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 so obvious you're missing it. It's so obvious you're missing it. You've got to make a move. Like if there's someone you've been needing to reach out to, if they're like, how do I, how do I describe this? Okay. It's as simple as, okay. Last night I was getting all this inspiration about things I want to um, bring forward. And I was getting really excited. And all of a sudden my friend popped in my head as a, and I was like, my friend popped in my head. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to call him tomorrow and brainstorm this with him. And me, before I understood intuition, would have thought about, like, you know, he'd pop in my head and I'd be like, oh, I don't want to bother him. And then I'd move on. He popped in my head because I was just to call him. <laughs> it's that obvious. Who are you supposed to call? Who are you supposed to have a conversation with? Like, there's something... Even it could even be a decision you have to make, like uh, like, and it could be a small decision or a big decision, but there's a move that has to be made that your intuition has been guiding you toward for, like for a long time. This could be like, I need to get a haircut. It could literally be like that. There's an action that has to be made to start to shift the energy, and then you start to follow the breadcrumbs, the breadcrumbs. So they're setting you up for like. Oh my gosh, you guys, they're like, they're showing me someone from the sky. Like, like this, I've, <laughs> sometimes there's this like big face that comes out of the sky and talks to me. It's like when I need a message and it's, it needs to be so aggressive because my dumb ass is not listening. <laughs> and this big face coming out from the sky, like in a booming voice, like a loving voice with a booming voice being like, hello, like this is the path. And it's like that level of clear clarity and guidance unlocks when you get yourself out of this current situation where everything's muddy. Cause when you're in the fear, where you're in the sadness, you're not on the same frequency where you can actually receive th that type of divine guidance. Like you can't hear it. You can't see it. You can't know it. It's not coming through in meditation. You've got to be available for it. I hope this is making sense. Do you guys think I, did I, did I, uh, did I get the point across? They're laughing at me. But you know, that's why they talk to me because I don't take it so seriously. Morgan, do you have anything else to say? She's saying, know, know that when you see a crow, the transformation is on your side. Notice your immediate perception of of transformation energy or death energy? Is it a dark, sad thing or is it transformation? There's expansion. You can re-perceive that and that's how you can free yourself. Anything else? She's saying that she wants, we'll have more conversations about things on death things. Um, and she's laughing and she's saying, I'm not that scary, am I? No. Um, okay. Any of the other ancestors here or guides? Do you have any final messages? They're saying they're, they, they want you to know there's more support than ever before guiding you to your mission and like where you're feeling really, you're feeling like I'm going to leave this situation. I'm going to be on my own and no one's going to have me. No one's going to hold me. And what you're not seeing is that there's literally like 
thousands of non-physical entities around you at all times, like setting things up, setting synchronicities, holding you, supporting you, divine intervention. They've got you. And so start to connect with them, start to talk with them, start to ask for, ask for clear signs. But you have to listen to the signs. They're saying the earth, the earth and the ancestors are getting more involved than ever um, because these densities are a lot closer to ours right now. So it's much easier for us to hear. And so things might like, like that, like this freaking alarm clock going off is like that kind of shit. It's like, it's, it's that kind of thing. Any other messages? They're saying, we want you to have fun with life again. And when you start to tap into this, when you release the old ways of being, when you let yourself actually tap into the synchronicities, when you allow yourself to start to actually work with all the divine beings that want to support you, you are going to receive so much magic experience, so much magic. And that is actually what it is to tap into this new frequency bandwidth and live the new earth now. Like it's right here. I can taste it. And I literally like, since I've been in Santa Fe, I'm like, I'm literally on a different timeline next to all these people in this other timeline. It's so bizarre. It, it's, it's so bizarre. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I wanted, you know, I'm well, something I'm looking for. This is so random, but something I'm looking for, you know, I, I want to go somewhere quieter and just peaceful. And Santa Fe is always just so chill, low key, peaceful. And it's busier in summer time. It's like a tourist town now, but I came in probably like the busiest, loudest, like craziest weekend. Apparently they have, there was a huge parade and it was like, I couldn't sleep. There was so much chaos going on. And this morning I went to go for a nice morning, peaceful walk. And apparently every like police officer and, uh, like every ambulance, every fire, every, every like fire truck, like all of them, I guess as what they did today is all of them, all of them went around blurring their sirens as like a, like a yay parade. Like we're like early in the morning and this was going on for like literally 20 minutes. And I was like, okay, I got it. You guys not don't, don't be here. <laughs> not right now and so they're telling me to share that because it's like it couldn't be more obvious you're just not recognizing the sign hmm. okay thank you that feels complete we got some good we got some good stuff um yeah wish me luck on the rest of my trip i'm not sure if i'll podcast again but we'll see uh, leave a comment below. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know what you think. I don't know where this went, but it went somewhere per usual. And if you did enjoy this, share it to social media. Tag me at Christina the channel and at Christina the channel podcast. So we can say thank you and repost you. It really helps to grow the community. And yeah, that's going to be it for today's show. Thanks again so much for tuning in. Sending you lots of love and I'll chat with you again next time.